We steal the waves in the air and we never give them back. We are. 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 Lo-fi poli-sci. Yes, we are. Lo-fi poli-sci podcast coming at you. Michael Pickering here talking about our famous question. What's going on in the world today? And today we're doing a special episode on Ecuador. Something we've been talking about doing for a while, though you'll see this is going to open up into a much larger conversation pretty quickly. You see, several times this year, we've tragically had to cover prison massacres in the country. And today, we're taking a deeper look at that. There have been at least three major incidents of prison massacres in Ecuador this year, not to mention smaller cases as well. But within the three cases alone, about 265 people have been killed. And on February 23rd of this year, 79 people were murdered in one prison massacre. On September 28th of this year, 118 people murdered in another prison massacre. November 13th of this year, 68 people murdered in another prison massacre. 265 people in three cases alone in one year, not to mention smaller cases. This is a problem. And you know, throughout the year, quite a few people have asked me, what's this all about? Why is this happening? And the reality is, for a lot of reasons. And I know what all the news organizations are saying. They're all pointing to two major things. Number one, the influence of drug cartels in the prisons, and this is all a byproduct of rival cartels battling for power and simply labeled as cartel wars. Sure, gotcha. Number two, that it's a byproduct of prison overcrowding in Ecuador, which I've seen conflicting numbers from different news organizations in the US, the UK, France, Qatar, and Ecuador. But overall, prison overcrowding in the country is somewhere between 125 to 135%. Meaning, there's too many people in prisons, and the prison staff cannot truly control the prison population. And so goes the story, that because these two things are interacting, prison massacres are taking place and the Ecuadorian government can't do much about it. Now, reports are coming out that the government plans to release some 2,000 elderly and or sick-slash-terminally-ill inmates to help alleviate this issue. But there's no sign of exactly when that will take place, and where those 2,000 people are located and how effective that will be at easing the issue. And while these Ecuadorian prison massacres are getting lots of attention, let's be real. Prison overcrowding, particularly, and this is where we're going to add another dimension of the cause of this issue, but prison overcrowding is particularly a big issue in developing countries. For instance, Let's do a quick top 10 list of the countries with the highest percentage of overcrowded prisons, as per the World Prison Brief from the Institute for Criminal Policy Research at the Burbeck College of the University of London for 2018, because countries don't all report these numbers every single year. But number 10, Benin, at over 240% capacity in prisons. Number 9, Comoros, 246% overcapacity. Number 8, Bolivia, 253%. Number seven, Sudan, 255%. Number six, Uganda, 293%. Number five, Guatemala, 296%. Number four, Zambia, 
303%. There are three times as many people in prison as the country has the ability to hold people in prison. Number three, El Salvador, 348%. Number two, the Philippines, 436%. And number one, Haiti, 454%. People, a quick glance at that list will tell you that prison overcrowding is particularly an issue in developing countries, especially in developing countries where political stability tends to be lower. People turn to crime in most cases because they consider it crimes of necessities. Now, let me be clear. I'm not about to justify people breaking the law and being drug traffickers. Not at all. What I am saying is that in countries that are extremely poor, developing, with unstable governments, a lot, I mean a lot, of their population, they're on their own to make it through the world. And the world is not that nice of a place to these people. You know, people have to feed their families, buy medicine for their families, buy clothing, buy shelter for their families. And in many developing countries, the black market, the selling of illicit goods or illegal materials, well, there's simply more job opportunities in the black market than in the legitimate market. So people go for it. And lots of them get arrested and sent to prison. And the prisons become overcrowded. And because it's a developing country, the government doesn't have the money to pay for larger prisons or hiring more people or building new prisons. And because of that, when cartels get in the mix, they make power plays and start cartel wars in prison. And February 23rd, in a prison in Ecuador, 79 people were murdered. September 28th, in a prison in Ecuador, 118 people were murdered. November 13th, in a prison in Ecuador, 68 people were murdered. 265 people lost their lives because situations in developing countries around the world are dire for a lot of people. The situations for countries around the world is dire. But how much of the population of the world are we talking about, you may ask? The World Bank estimates for 2020-2021. Out of a global population getting closer to 8 billion people, but about 7.75 billion, 9.4% of the global population live in extreme poverty on less than $1.90 a day. That's equal to, if you work six days a week, $592.80 a year. Almost 25% of the global population live in poverty on less than $3.20 a day. That's equal to, if you work six days a week, $998.40 a year. And more than 40% of the global population live on less than $5.50 a day. That's equal to, if you work six days a week, $1,716 a year. Over 40% of the world, that's 3,100,000,000 people, live on less than 1.7K a year. For reference, the GDP per capita in the United States is $63,543 a year per person. And over 40% of the world live on only 1.7K. Now to come back around to things you may be asking, so what? This isn't our problem. What do we care if poor countries have overcrowded prisons and their poor people go into crime and end up in jail? Who cares? Question mark, question mark. Well, let me tell you, you most certainly do care. You most certainly care about illegal drug trade in your country. 
You most certainly care about human trafficking and sex trafficking in your country. You most certainly care when thousands of immigrants try to come to your country because the situation in theirs is exactly what we've been describing. You care when these cartels get so powerful in their own countries that they expand into your country and have the financial power to rival that of your own government. Oh yeah, you care in a big way when those problems come knocking at your door. Developed Western countries of the world, we're looking at you. And it's really rather simple when you break it all down, all lo-fi-like. What happens in one country affects other countries. Period. Full stop. If developed countries of the world help developing countries increase stability in their economies and their political systems, developed countries will ultimately be helping themselves as well. We sink or swim together, Lo-Fi Nation. Simple as that. Development is not a singular issue, and it's not an issue that one country does on its own. Even increasing economic growth and performance in the United States hinges on what's going on in the world today. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Had to slip that in there. But the global economy is so interconnected today, which also includes international illicit economy. But the lack of development in much of the world negatively affects development in the rest of the world. To help that 3.1 billion people increase their standard of living and find legitimate jobs in their own countries and economies will help decrease incarceration rates, decrease prison overcrowdedness, and take power out of the hands of the cartels and put it into the hands of the people. And that, my friends, is called connecting the dots. But hey, what do we know? We're just that lo-fi poli-sci. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Interested in writing into the show? Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, my stuff on LinkedIn, email us, let your voice be heard. Always remember that lo-fi poli-sci is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Peace and well-being to all my human beings out there. Much love and always the best. Pickering, signing off. <laughs>